just trying to educate people like this is, should be normal. We're in 2021. Why America. is this not normalized yeah. at this point? So, you know, we know that we're doing this for the good and to hopefully inspire as many people as we can. We get hundreds of Instagram direct messages. Like I can't even open my inbox because it overwhelms me with how many people I need to respond to and just say thank you for like all these kind messages. So, I mean, for every, like Steven said, for every hate comment, we get hundreds of thousands of positivity. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I am Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And this is episode number 98. We're super excited. You guys have been on this countdown with us to get to 100. We're almost there. And we have, um, we've run across a really cool couple that is kind of my what in the world this week. Okay. So we're just going to jump in there. We, uh, Eddie has been spending more time on TikTok than I have. We Do you say. agree? You yeah, have. I mean, spending time, the way you said it is I, like, it's time well spent. I think okay? you took it that way. I didn't actually say anything, <laughs> but Eddie has been spending more time on TikTok than I again. have. Uh, <laughs> interpret that however you want. But he came across this couple and he showed me this video and it was Stephen Evans. And he happens to be a white guy that adopted a black son. And the video was him speaking out about, you know, people... I guess sliding into their DMs or leaving hateful comments about, you know, how would you even be able to raise a black man? And I was just like floored by it that yeah. when people actually do this, like, I don't know, that was my what in the world? What in the world? Who, what type of people come for people like this? Yeah. And it, it struck me. And, and so I'll get into it a little bit after you introduce them. Cause okay. <laughs> so with that, why are you making everything awkward today? Jesus, get the, on my page. Uh, so with that, um, Eddie was like, I want them on the podcast. Like you were really impacted yeah. by the fact that, you know, he spoke out and wanted to speak out for his son and his family and ask for help. And so when we, we reached out in response to, hey, if you have a problem with this, why don't you be of service and help us, right? Mm -hmm. And so we said, hey, we're ready to be Auntie Janelle and Uncle Eddie. We want to help you. We want to be a part of this. Also, would you like to come on to the Push Podcast and share your story? So without further ado, I'd like to introduce the Evans family to you. We've got Stephen and Ashley Evans. They've got a beautiful baby boy. His name's Abriel. And welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you so much Hello. for being here. Hey, thanks, yeah, for, thanks for having, having us. us. Absolutely. We're so excited. We are too. You've got this whirlwind of a family that looks super fun on TikTok that you share lots of things. Um, and I think we have a lot to unpack right. when it comes to being new parents, you know, uh, you're married. So I'm sure you've got relationship stuff. We're going to talk about racism a little bit. So 
buckle up, you guys. I think this is going to be a great episode. Um, and they're going to talk to us about pushing through some adversities and challenges, right? Absolutely. And 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 you you guys have an amazing following on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're almost at. I guess when you get to like 840,000 people, you can say you're almost at a million right. followers on th- on TikTok. And so you, you definitely are, have won the hearts and, and the minds of the folks that uh, are on TikTok, like myself, who apparently spends too much time on TikTok. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, so really, so you want to you want to ask some questions? But I, I do have a what in the world real oh, quick. OK, fine. What in the world is what in the world is in the hell is happening? We're sitting side by side now sharing the same mic. Is it because we were talking about people who sit by side by side in, in rest, restaurants? Yes. Like, I think now that has come back to spite us. You're just upset because the mic wasn't working for like right. 20 minutes. So it is driving me we're going to move past that. I'm trying to move past it. I'm working on oh, it. Jesus. It's slowly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've had I, I had 10 minutes of meditation a day. It, it should be working right now. Right. I should be calming down. But. Oh, my gosh. Trust me, guys, my husband is very Jesus-like. He's super chill all the time, so don't lose your shit right now. <laughs> Anyways, how are you guys? Like, can we please just unpack? I want to know everything about you. How long have you been married? Where do you live? Where's your family? Who do you love? What's your favorite food? Just tell us a little bit about you guys. We might keep you here all night. Uh, I'll start only because um, once we start getting to the adoption process, that's all her. And so, okay. like, I'll tell you, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and use this time to speak and, and you can tell yeah, me what's yeah. up. Okay. So, um, we actually met on Tinder. I know everyone, <laughs> it's like everyone nowadays meeting this way, but, uh, and we dated for a couple of years. And then this month, actually on the 23rd, it'll be five years that we've been married. Um, so we've been together like seven years this month. Yeah. Nice. So, That's and awesome. actually, before we got married, our premarital counselors, we'd always joke with them uh, and they always said, so when... You know, how long do you guys think that you guys, you know, your marriage is going to last? And at the same time, we both go five years, like <laughs> joking, like, and they both, and we had serious looks on our face and they're like, wait, serious? I'm like, yeah, like we're shooting for five years. And so praise God, you know, it, we made we're it this far. Guys. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we did that. Well, happy then, anniversary. Uh, yeah. Ashley is a, a nurse, a dermatology nurse. And yeah. I um, do real estate investing. Um, with the rental properties and Abe, Abe really always helps uh, drive the bobcat and like they, he comes and visits me at work and plays, climbs ladders, plays with ham, like scares mom half to death with half the stuff that him and I do. But but yeah, we, we have a great time. So we live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah. And we actually, so a week before we uh, got married, um, we like a month before we got married, uh, I told her, I said, Hey, you know, you know that a uh, house we went and looked at a couple, couple days ago. She goes, yeah, the old fire station. Cause we always drove by it. Um, growing up, think it was the coolest place ever, and it got destroyed by black mold. I said, "Yeah, I kind of bought that." And she goes, uh, "We have a wedding in a month." I said, "Yeah, um, I know I should have probably asked for permission first, but whatever." Like, so we bought that, um, and I said it only takes six months to uh, to remodel, and it's going on uh, five, five years. years now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's like sixty six hundred square feet, another twenty three hundred square feet of garage space. We feel very blessed to have it. You know, it wasn't easy. Everyone sees, you know, when we do like TikTok lives, like, oh, you guys are rich, rich. We said, no, we both grew, she grew up middle class. I grew up much lower class, um, food stamps, a lot of stuff. And so we just worked hard, had all our jobs and um, tried to instill that neighbor, you know, hard work and everything um, can pay off. And so, yeah, I did this and just, you know, one screw, one nail at a time. And we've gotten, you know, a lot of it done. We still have a lot more to do, but, but yeah. That's, That's awesome. I know it's going to on a tangent. But go I know, ahead. I'm like, really long. <laughs> yeah, he, wait, he wait. needs his time to shine, you guys. Yeah. I really feel like he's not going to be able to talk anymore. Like, he tried to get all <laughs> in. <laughs> well, we, have, we have three great dames. There. 
Now, now I'm good. <laughs> I have done my part. Love it. So, okay, talk to me. I guess now it's your turn, Ashley. Talk to me. You guys wanted to have children. That was part of the five-year plan. Um, you weren't able to have children. You kind of went through some infertility struggles. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So we decided, you know, let's just start trying for babies. And when it happens, it happens. Well, you know, a few months went by and I would cry every time my period would start. And so be like, Ashley, it's only been a few months. Well, a few months turned into a year, mm-hmm. literally like to the day of the year. We're like, let's go in and have an appointment. So we went in and we just instantly started like talking about infertility, um, all the tests that they could do. And, you know, everything with infertility or trying to get pregnant is just expensive. Like our insurance didn't cover it. So every doctor's appointment was out of pocket. Every test was out of pocket. Literally everything we did was out of pocket. So I said, you know, let's try just like fertility meds, like Clomid. We did that for a few months. Um, It wasn't working. You can only do it for so long. So, you know, we went in for him to have tests done and his were horrible. Everything for me was horrible. And so after Mm -hmm. three years, we're like, you know, we can't do this anymore. This is like heart wrenching. Every month I'm like depressed, crying. All of our friends and our family are getting pregnant and having children. And so, you know, one day he, it was the same day that my brother and his wife announced that they were pregnant after only trying for a month. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're happy for them, but you're like heartbroken inside because you're like, how is this making it like, how is it so hard for us and so easy for everyone else? And that same night he said, you know what? let's start saving money. We'll make a chart of like a plan. We call it the bottle. We're going to fill the bottle, which is our chart of like how much money we save for each thing, like how much it's all going to cost. And then once we have the bottle full, we'll start the adoption process. Well, well, we've been praying about this. Yes. All, yes like as far as, because so you know, when we first met, we wanted four kids of our own and we wanted to adopt, but you know, you have all these plans and everything and God mm-hmm. you know, yeah. changes everything for you, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we've been praying mm-hmm. and um, yes, yeah, so we said, well, if we can have our own, let's go to the adoption route. Yeah. And so literally that same night, I just started like reaching out to agencies, scheduling meetings. I didn't wait to fill this bottle or anything. I was just like ready to go the next week. Like we had agency meetings set up. I had talked to all our friends and family who have either been adopted or adopted. And yeah, I disregarded Steven and his whole like saving money thing. I'm like, let's just do well, this. Well, that seems pretty reasonable because I mean, he disregarded you when he bought the property. So, I <laughs> yes, like, thank you, you know, thank that's a you. payback. That's, I've never thought of it that. that way, but yeah. All right, podcast is done. We got to go. <laughs> I love that. She was like, well, you didn't, you know, you didn't weigh in on what I wanted. So, I'm going to just go ahead and do this without oh, you. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so you, you move forward, you start, uh, you know, going through all all of this, you basically immerse yourself into the process of like, what, what's it going to take for us to adopt a baby? What I like about what you already said, though, you said we wanted to have our own children, but we also wanted to adopt, which tells me you're freaking good people already because you were already, you were already operating from a place of service, you know, wanting to create a home for people. Yeah. You didn't give birth to, right? Right. Right. So I love that. We always wanted to adopt both of us. And not like when we say we wanted to have our own children, it's not that we don't consider Abriel our own child. Like he is our child 100%. Yeah. But I think like people don't understand when you're like, okay, well, I want to adopt and have, I don't know. So we always were, we it. what's the word? Like, yeah, we just don't want people to take the word own out of context because everything gets taken out of context. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is our own, but yeah. 
He is your own. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have a what in the world really quick. I was around someone who I love. I was around one of her friends recently and she was asking about my life and my two older stepdaughters have been in their life since they were three years old and nine months. And they're my children, you know, like they live in my house. Like I have a great relationship with their mom. Like we've been at this for 17 years. So, but this woman insisted, she goes, oh, they're not your kids then. And I was like, who says that? Like, right. No, they're my daughters. And she goes, but they're not really your real daughters. And she said it like five times and I kept correcting her kind of like sternly. And I was just like, who says that? Why are you right. not getting a hint? So I totally know what you mean when people say like, oh, but he's not really your your kid. Yes. Uh, who do you think supports him? Who do you think feeds yes. him and pacifies him and, you know, does right. all the loving things? You are absolutely his parent. So I think you get a pass. Just slap the shit out of people that don't. Do that. <laughs> we would like to. Yeah. Well, I, I think that people struggle with the capacity to understand that um, sometimes the love that you choose that's not like inherent, like from, you know, the womb or whatever, mm -hmm. is, is stronger in a lot of cases. Right. right. And so I think that people don't understand that. I think that like I've always admired and I appreciated the love that you've always had for our daughter. I never I don't even think of them as stepdaughters. I like don't the, either, that, that term. So I, I I understand that it can be annoying. I don't like when people do that. But. You guys, uh, you, you have this platform and you have, like I said before, like caught the eyes and attention of TikTok and you guys are making these amazing, entertaining. But what really caught my attention was you responding to some of probably the the hate that you may get or the, you know, when you have that many people following, you're going to get some people who are going to say some things. You just go, what in the hell are you talking about? Right. And so. So is that your what in the world? Are you literally every day like what in the world is wrong with people? I feel like my what in the world is literally has to do with TikTok every single day of my life. Whether it's like what TikTok's doing, what our followers are saying, like how many people have to block on a daily basis. That's all social media is what in the world to me. Wow. wow. Okay. So let's start there then. How, uh, when did you guys officially get on TikTok and decide you were going to start sharing things about your family? So I told her, Hey, oh, let's gosh. start. So, okay. For the longest time people said, Hey, you guys should start a YouTube channel. And I said, how do you, how in the world do you create that much, you know, lengthy content? I said, I can do like short clips, but that's it. And then they had vines, vines went, went away and all that stuff. And so anyways, we tried doing a YouTube and it was just like really, really, <laughs> bad. really bad. Um, and so uh, I started watching TikTok for about a year. I said, we should start this. And uh, finally, she listened. Um, we started it just this past January, but like January uh, 2021. Yeah. So, so like January 20th, ago. we posted our first video. <laughs> yeah. And it's, just, it's been a godsend, like with, with you know, the amount of support and um, like the following and everything, because we already had Abriel at the time. And so, um, and, and, but the whole, you know, we didn't um, publicly expose ourselves because of COVID. We were trapped inside, you know, and so this kind of got us ready for, you know, what's probably going to come like, and mm. once we actually go out in public and everything with um, being just a mixed race family. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you get on TikTok. Was your intention from the beginning to say like, Hey, we're going to talk about the fact that we have a mixed family. We're going to talk no. about our adoption. What was the no. point of being on TikTok? No, like our very first video, our very first two videos, they were so dorky. Um, <laughs> Terribly edited. It was terrible. Like everyone else. It was literally like the catfish trend, like where you take like a horrible video of yourself or a really good pictures of yourself and then post like really horrible pictures of yourself. Like that was our first two videos. And then we're like, okay, let's post our adoption story so people get to like know our family a little bit. 
And then we did like a random house tour video for our firehouse. And then like, it was just the most random assortment until like one day we posted just like trying to be on a trend. And this like trend accidentally went viral because everyone was like making fun of me dancing and then making fun of the fact that like Abriel was black and we were white and never in a million years did we think that was going to be a thing like that people were mm. going to like talk about. Cause we don't even think about it. We don't even like, right. yeah, we acknowledge that Abriel is black, but like when we look at our family, that's not what we see. We don't see like two white parents with a black child. And so, yeah, it kind of like went from there. Yeah, We were in a hotel in Chicago and Ash had, we had some other videos that did pretty well, you know, got almost up to like a million and stuff, but like this one like took off, took off. And Ash was uh, pretty upset. She was about to go to bed in the <laughs> hotel room. And I said, hey, babe, like that video had just hit 600,000 views. She's what? <laughs> and uh, and it was at night. She's she about to delete it because she's yes. like, they make it fun of my dancing and this and that. I was so embarrassed. And then the next day it had so many views that we're like, okay, whatever. Like, we're just going to, we'll feed off their hate because how we looked at it is, okay, like views negatively or positively, at least they're views, you know, at least we're getting out there, you know? And uh, so she yeah. made another video that said like, Hey, you know, you guys can make fun of me all you want. I'm getting paid for this, you know, essentially is what it said. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of took it from there and ran with it. And then everyone did, you know, the duets and the stitches. Um, it was a song by Jeremiah. <laughs> How's the song go? I don't even know the real words because the so words, many people. I only know the words people made up so to it. So many people made up words to it. And it goes, it's yours. And then they'd, they'd cut in and they'd go, that baby and yours. And like, that was their <laughs> stitch that they would do with it. Like hundreds and, so, and hundreds and hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of, them. of them. Yeah. And they all did the same thing, but yeah, that's what it was. And then that one so, took off and we yeah. didn't think twice about it. We so. like kind of mm. started like joking about it and We'd get like so many people that thought we were hilarious. I mean, obviously we'd get a lot of people that like don't find us funny. We think we're funny, <laughs> but a lot of people don't think we're funny. <laughs> and so, you know, it just kind of went from there. And we still obviously love to post like all our happy family videos. But every right. once in a while, we have to troll all the trolls with some, I don't know, controversial topics. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get you you post a video, it's kind of just like, oh, this is our cute little family. You're dancing kind of dorky, whatever. It's fun. How do you feel when not only are they coming for you talking shit about your dancing, but now they're bringing your baby into it? Like, was your first initial response like to cry or to say, how could people do this? I want to take it down. I don't want to do this ever again, because obviously you've pushed through that and you still show up and you find the humor. But what was the process um, like emotionally to deal with that? Well, before this, I actually kind of skipped right to that. But that was the one that got probably, I don't know, 10 million views or something crazy at first. But before that, we had a couple that were, it kind of eased us into it because um, there was one where um, my son, we had him. Okay. So when he was a baby, he'd drop his pacifier. So I'd hold him upside down. Like he'd go down, like we do the claw machine. He'd grab it, you know, and pick it back up. So anyway, we made a video about that and he was, getting like, I said, who knew that this would lead to this? And I'm doing the same thing where we we're going putt putt golfing and he's grabbing the ball out of the hole. And so anyways, and we thought, oh, this is cute. But then someone on there wrote the word slavery. And so we mm. made a video on that. Like, okay, well, yeah, it looks like we're the slaves to him because the, the next video was us at, at Applebee's again, uh, sitting there rubbing his head. And every time we had stopped, he'd grab our hands and put it back on his head <laughs> and make us continue to rub his head because he loved it so much. And so um anyways i mean it slowly lead into other so we got kind of a taste of it but then after the the big video hit and it went really big what would you say babe i would say 
I was more so like embarrassed about how <laughs> many people were making fun of me dancing. And the funny thing is, is I danced like throughout high school. Like I actually did like ballet to have all that. She stuff. also danced I just, for yeah. like the local or okay. like it's the Cedar Rapids <laughs> Rough Riders. Like the, it's a hockey so team like, here. It's a semi-pro hockey team. Oh. So. I was like a legit dancer, like choreographed dance. Like I could do that. TikTok dance. No, I can't like dance sexy. (laughs) I can't do any of that. So like, I was so mortified. I'm like, why did I even do that? That was like so embarrassing. Um, but then like, as far as the hate comments were like, you know, a lot of them are like more so funny. They weren't super hateful at this time. It was more so like, that's not your child. But a lot of them were like younger kids. So Mm. we didn't take super offense to it. We're just like, let's just make this funny. Like, let's make a joke back to them because they're making Mm. this comment. So why not like make a video about this comment? And so it kind of took off from there. But now we get more so like hate comments. Those weren't really hate. Now our, our page gets a lot of actual like, hate comments. I think it's because our our following got so big so fast that people, I don't know if it's envy or what, but like they they just come at us and attack us like from all angles, whether it's traumatized adoptees or um, using our baby for clout. clout. I mean, we get all sorts of comments. And so, yeah, it initially started as, oh, just the family, you know, just doing this and that. And so we feed off them. Like there's one video we did where uh, Ashley is asking me to help um, like bathe Abe and help him get him in the car seat and do all this stuff. And every time I say, no, 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 no. And then towards the end, she says, why won't you help me with anything? I said, well, TikTok said I'm not the dad. So right. because of all the one. comments, you know, over and over about saying I'm not the dad. So anyway, we, we can either choose to be upset about it and, you know, go cry and shut TikTok off or just laugh use it, it. Yeah. Laugh about it, shake it off, whatever. So and we choose the second. Yeah. So. That's the I lesson. Love, I love yeah. And so, like through this process, what do you feel like you've like learned about yourself? Because I think that, you know, many people would just you know, shut it down. I mean, most people can't even handle if they get a sideways look right. on the street, let alone, you know, have a couple hundred people say something awful. Or thousands. Like a thousand. Yeah. What have you learned about yourselves and, 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 and how could you share that with the world? I would say God is bigger and our support system and followers are bigger because they every time like when we get like a hate comment i go ashley but look at the thousand supportive comments we got and then after our page started taking off more and more and more we don't even have to answer for ourselves anymore we have such a big following that like are amazing people out there that they will literally answer and fight for us we don't even have to do anything we just kind of sit back and let them go at the people and um yeah it's 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 pretty awesome i feel like we're pretty strong emotionally like we know how much we love Avril. Yeah. We don't need people to sit there and say that we use him as a prop or anything. We know like in our heart, we're not doing that. We know what we're doing is more so like educating people on how amazing adoption can be, how you can love an adopted child, just like you would love your own child. How amazing having a multicultural, multiracial family truly is. I'm Lebanese. Um, I have a background, like my family lives in West Africa, that kind of stuff. So just, trying to educate people like this is should be normal we're in 2021 why is this not normalized at this point so you know we know that we're doing this for the good and to hopefully inspire as many people as we can we get hundreds of instagram direct messages like i can't even open my inbox because it overwhelms me with how many people i need to respond to and just say thank you for like all these kind messages so i mean for every like steven said for every hate comment we get hundreds of thousands of positivity Mm. Mm. 
I love that for you guys. So, I mean, I think that's the lesson for like the first lesson we've unpacked is like, you know, you don't need to be sensitive. It's social media. The world's big. Most of he said a lot of them, they started off hate comments from kids, just stupid stuff. Right. I think the lessons like don't take yourself so seriously. Like we're just trying to share our family. If if you're perceiving it like this, that's a you problem, not a me problem. But but I also think that. When you're in it for the right reasons, when you are sharing with the world, you're having fun with it, you're sharing your family dynamics and you're doing it from the right reason. And then you also have a core solid foundation, which it sounds like you all have. I think that those things make you really tough. Right. And I mean, you become impenetrable to some of the hate that you get. Um, And I think that you're going to pass that on to your son as well of, of really understanding that. There are going to be dynamics that are going to be thrown at him as well that he's going to have to deal with, yeah. right? And so we know that we, you know, and so when you think about parenting, like what is your, what are you most excited about when it comes to raising a son? Um, well, I'm really great at playing with Abe, and Ashley's great <laughs> at keeping him alive. So it, it when I mean, I love teaching him everything. I love showing him everything. That's my thing. Like what I'm passionate about. I could not wait to be a dad. You know, I'm uh, six and a half years older than Ashley. So I've been ready to be a dad for the longest time. Um, and so now that I get the opportunity to, I literally like to take him everywhere with me. Um, just because, you know, it's a lot of dads out there that don't spend any time with their kids and um, aren't there for the kids at all. And I'm just like, you guys are missing out on so much. It's, it's, it's the greatest gift ever. And the fact that they aren't taking full advantage of that is crazy to me. I just, it blows my mind, you know? Um, I feel like he was just a huge blessing to us. And so I guess my thing is as much as I can spending time with him. And also um, I have another video where um, it just shows like back when I was in my twenties, when all my friends were partying and everything, I, I was literally, everyone says, how did you work seven jobs? I literally had seven jobs. Um, I stayed oh overnight at work three nights a week or sorry, six nights a week, you know? And I was just, plugging away. And that's when I started uh, buying rental properties. And um, every time I would buy a property, I would quit a job. And uh, now we have like 26 some properties and that helps mm. us to be able to spend more time with Abe. And I always said, the goal is never more money. The goal is more freedom to be able to spend time with him. Um, because you know I didn't have him back then. So I wanted to work hard then so I can play now hard. So that that's wow. my thing. Wow. What's Ashley's? Go ahead. I feel like for me, I don't have anything that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this because I'm trying to like soak up every like moment. I'm like, I don't want him to grow up. I don't want him to get bigger. Like I just look at his cute little face and I'm like, I just want to like squeeze his face with how much I love him. Like, do you ever just like look at your kids and you're like, I love you so much. I just like want to squeeze the shit out of yep. you. <laughs> like literally today, I just like grabbed his cheeks and like shook them. Like I just I don't know. I love everything about each stage. Like he's just growing. He's the goofiest, happiest little guy ever. So, I mean, I don't want him to grow up. I know I'll love every stage as it comes, but I just love where we're at right now. He's just the best. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I think I do that too. I, I, we have three daughters (laughs) as we we told you guys earlier and I, I, I put through, through, I put pain on them. Like I hit them, not in like, they I said that, I said that loving really, and I, you wait, sound abusive. I know I do. I, well, let me take all that back. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll hug them, you know, but you know, I, I play, rough with I'm them, rough though. with them just cause it, it, you know, I, I totally understand what you, what you're saying. Yeah. This it doesn't like, sound like you do though. I know. And I'm just going to stop talking at this yeah, point. You sound gonna... bad. <laughs> it sounds bad, but he'll, you know, give them a hug and then it turns into a really hard hug and they're like, dad, dad, you're hurting me. 
And yeah. he's like, toughen up. And then they start play fighting. And then before you know it, they're flipping over the couch. And these are like grown ups, right? right? And so I would say we have a lot of fun with them. You get to look forward to like tossing your grown son around when you guys are still having fun and joking when he gets older. But definitely pay attention to the ages that, you know, they're going to, it's going to go by so fast. I used to think when people said that to us when our kids were little, like only old people say shit like that, right? But it's yeah, true. Exactly. They actually do grow really fast. Yeah, so. for sure. Okay. So let's kind of like take a little bit because we got we got to dive into this. The reality is, is you are raising a black boy. And in a time like 2021, that is controversial, right? We've got Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, defund the police, Republicans, Democrats. There's so many different um, just very like you're either on this side or this Labels. side, right? And yes. so I am, I do think that we should kind of dive into how do we, uh, how do we protect Abriel? You know, how do we make sure that we're advocating for him? How do we educate him and prepare him for the hate that's going to come, you know, with the fact that he is a black boy and growing into a, he'll eventually be a black man in America. So what are some of your worries or fears or what are your thoughts on that stuff because that is a little deeper but that's also something that you signed up for it's a responsibility and i'm sure you don't take it lightly every day is a growing like we learn something new and we embrace something new. like at first we're like oh let's let's homeschool him then we're like oh let's public school no let's do private school like and so when we understand that he's gonna be around different kids it's like okay do you how long do you shelter him and then he goes in the real world and then everything's crazy and different you know and so our biggest thing that we, we tell everyone on both sides, shut the media off and, and treat people how you want to be treated until they lose your respect. Then you can, you can get them out of your life and then, you know, I mean, move on. It doesn't mean be, be mean to them, but we're really going to hopefully instill that in aid to, um, you know, show everyone respect when you first meet them um, until they give you a reason not to. And then you don't have to have anything to do with them. Um, it's not because we're mean. It's because if, if so many people watch everything going on in the media, on both sides and it, it's twisted. And so it's, it's not what anyone says. I don't know. It's we like to remind everyone, you know, to who say, well, you can't teach him his culture and how are you going to do this? We're very close with his birth family. Mm -hmm. So we have their support. 100%. I can FaceTime his mom. If I'm like at target or, you know, just anywhere like, Hey, what hair product do you recommend? Like, like Steven said, it's a learning experience. We didn't grow up black. I don't know black hair. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm yeah. going to do the best that I can every single day to make sure that I'm doing it properly. Like to make sure, yeah. you know, I work in dermatology skin is so important to me. So of course I'm going to make sure that we're taking care of his skin. Of course, like hair falls under dermatology. I'm going to make sure I'm doing that. The hardest thing is people don't really ask us questions. They don't get to know us. They just assume you're not going to do this. Right. But like Stephen said, every day is such a learning experience. We're always open to hear people's recommendations on products or, you know, give us your helpful hints. If you're being kind to us and you're just trying to help, we're always listening with open ears. So yep. just like we don't know how to raise a child, we have we would have to learn regardless. We have to learn how to raise a black child on top of that. So, yeah. And we uh, that's another thing we, we that. realized real fast is that we're not going to please everyone. Yeah. Um, whether it's Cantu hair product or this or that, or we're always going to offend someone, you know what I mean? Like, and once you can get past that and say, Hey, at the end of the day, his interest is our number one priority. As long as we're, we're genuinely looking after that before anything else, 
and just put everything in God's hands and let let, let everything just kind of flow. I mean, um, we've talked about stuff like uh, if you were to get pulled over, stuff like that, you know, I understand that it's not for 15 years and a lot, a lot can change between now and then. But I always so that's just I'm going to say, you know, before you pull over, call me right away. You know, I mean, who knows the technology? Hopefully we have GPS and everything. Then I can swear. call me, put me on FaceTime so that I can be with you. I want to be with you. I want to see everything that's going on and I will come to you. I w- and it, I understand I can't be there forever for him, but at the same time, I can hopefully teach him how to comply and how to be in the right situations, how to hang out with the right people. And hopefully we can be involved enough so that he will, you know, have the right tools to make the right decisions when he is, you know, out of the nest. So that would be so hard what you guys are doing with send your daughter overseas. You know, that, that's, that's crazy to me, but that, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, no, but and that was one thing that, that drew me in when I when I watched your video is that you were responding to people who were making assumptions that you wouldn't want to that you wouldn't do the work to mm-hmm. to figure things out, just like you would figure things out for any child, right? right? And so, what what really struck me was the humility of saying, "Hey, if you want to help me out, like give me some suggestions." And like hearing you say it again, and I think. Oftentimes, and I've seen people on social media, there's a particular person I won't name that is very much like, don't tell me anything, mm-hmm. right? Don't tell me anything about, don't give me any parenting advice. And, and mm-hmm. I get a, a portion of that. I understand that piece, but I'm always attracted to those that are really open. Like, yeah. hey, I, I've never done this before. And f- for me, I've never raised daughters before actually having raised daughters. Right. And so... Do I have insight for raising daughters now? Probably. Yeah. Right. You didn't. But I didn't at first. And so, you know, I think that openness, I think, is going to be so beneficial for your family. I think understanding that this is a a, a dynamic in today's age that that matters. Mm -hmm. Right. And like you said, Stephen, in 15 years, it may not matter as much. We may be in a much better place. And we all pray and hope that we are, that people won't even see color from that standpoint. But. I think that that openness is going to help to really get you to a place where you say, okay, we can, you know, take this, we can leave this, we can take this advice, we can leave this advice. And we know the hair thing, we went up for years with our kids. In, in, so oh, we just tried like every single, every product, single but, product. But, you know, I do want to share a couple of things with you just because, um, you know, we, we have black daughters, right? Well, they're not even black young men. And a few things. One, we grew up in neighborhoods that were extremely diverse and, you know, lower income. And so we had homies from the hood and, you know, but we wanted better for our children, I'll say. So we moved them to a different neighborhood. And I will say now that our kids are a lot older, they're able to express to us that it is difficult to grow up in a neighborhood where you don't see many people that look like you. Yeah. And so I'll just tell you, that was like a parent. I don't know if it's a parent miss because I don't know that we would have made a different choice, but that's a real thing. You know, if you grow yeah. up as especially as a young girl and all of your friends are, you know, getting hit on by all the other dudes that are there and they're like, oh, I don't know about the black girl. That can be really damaging, you know? Oh, yeah, and so for sure. it reminds me of like this episode on This Is Us. I don't know if you guys watched that, but, you know, they treated Randall, their adopted black son, like he was just part of the family. They didn't see the color. And so Randall didn't see the color. So he asks the girl that he likes to the prom and she happens to be white. He goes to pick her up and the parents just are completely like, no, nope, she won't be going right. with you. Right. So he wasn't equipped to understand why he would he wouldn't be accepted because his family raised him in a non-color you know, environment. So it, it like hurt harder because he wasn't prepared 
that certain people wouldn't accept them. Does that make sense? Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 And then another I mean, that's time, a, just really quick that that's that's hard for anyone. Oh, right? for anyone oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, to teach. Like, how do you even prepare anyone for right. that? Like, you well, just, it leads me to the we we also recorded a podcast episode called she called Eddie the N word. And I'll never forget it, you guys. Eddie works for, you know, a Fortune 500 company. He's a leader for an organization. He manages an entire team of 250 people. And and this woman was being a little belligerent. And so he was trying to, you know, stick up for one of his employees, politely asked her to leave. And she called him the N-word in front of the whole store. And my husband, I told you, he's very Jesus-like. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. You're definitely going to have to leave now. You know, we're not able to help you. It was like it didn't even happen. Right. Well, what happened, you guys, was he came home. We took the kids out to dinner and we wanted to have a dinnertime conversation about what happened. You should have seen my kids when we were telling the story. I mean, literally my oldest, like, grabbed her face. She started freaking out, started crying. She must have been eight or ten And she was just so upset that somebody could be so mean because she wasn't raised in a household like that. Right. And so these were like moments that became teachable moments for us to show our children. Well, the reality is you are black. The reality is, is people are racist and ignorant. And somebody will probably say this to you in your lifetime. So how can we help equip you to Mm. respond to this? Right. And so those are things that I I hope you never have to go through, but likely those are conversations you're going to have to have with your son because we've been there, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And we totally understand, like, people say, oh, how can you teach him about racism? And how can you teach him about, you know, being Black in America? Well, neither of us are Black in America, but I am half Arab. My dad is 100% Arab. And growing up, you know, 9-11 happened. And everyone hated Muslim, the Muslim community. Everyone hated all Arabs. You know, kids would be mean to me at school. Um, My dad would get death threats all the time because, you know, he's Arab and get out of the country, all that. So I may not be able to know what it's like to be black and have racism that way. But being Arab, you know, I feel like I kind of had a little glimpse into that. And it's so real. Like, no matter what's going on, there's going to be racism in the world. Yeah. And to be prepared that that could happen, especially to a child when you have no, like, you're just so innocent. And at such a young age, kids are mean. And he's, I feel like he's going to experience it at a young age. And we just need to prepare him for that and prepare ourselves for the day that he comes home and says someone was mean to him because I have a feeling Stephen is not going to take that very well. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to call uh, Brother Eddie then because I'm telling you. Today for that person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And see, that's the thing though. Like you, um, you know, I'll just throw this out there, but you being able to respond in a certain way because you're white is totally different than the way that Eddie as a black man would be able to respond. So just something to think about there right we we did another episode you guys about race where we rented this you know multi-million dollar beach house and we were there for a week and this man walked in and told us you're not supposed to be here and like was basically saying you don't belong here and then it wasn't until like i came out and had to clear things up but my black husband couldn't say uh get the fuck out of my house we paid for this like he had to be calm he had to right so just we deal with things like this all the time the last thing i'll leave you with because i think 
you know, I'm hoping this friendship un- unravels with us and we're able to help support you, help cheer you on. Like we think you guys are doing something really amazing. And that is just giving love to some in, someone who needs it. Right. Yeah. That's like amazing in itself. But it started off really young and I have a story for each of the kids that won't go over it. But one of uh, two of our daughters are actresses and they got into like school plays really early on. And, you know, we just again, I told you what kind of neighborhood we live in. There's not a ton of diversity. So our middle daughter, she auditions. I want to say it's like first grade. She auditions for this lead role in the Christmas musical. And the role is to be an angel. And her best friend, who is white, loves her to death. She said, Kayla, you can't get the lead role because black people can't be angels. Right. And so we like had to like take this in and we were like, okay, do we fly off the freaking handle? Because that's the most racist shit ever. (laughs) But you cannot because they're literally watching to see like, how are we going to unfold this for them? How should we respond? Like, what do we teach them in this moment? If I start crying, what do you think my kid's going to do? Right. And so we I was like, okay, let's give them benefit of the doubt. Maybe, you know, their parents are racist. Maybe they don't have conversations like we have in our house. Long story short, you guys, it comes out months later that the mom actually finds out her kid said that and she was mortified. She's like, I asked her why she would say that. And she basically said, I've never seen a black angel on TV or in a movie. So like I thought that was a normal thing to say. Which is totally legitimate, right? Right. Right. And so if we would have, can you imagine though, like if we would have been super offended, like, oh my God, that family's racist and this and that, right. it wouldn't have been the truth. You know, did it hurt our child? Yeah, it was her best friend that said that. But also it's our responsibility as parents to make sure that we prepare you for the fact that there's not always evil. There is ignorance. How do you respond? You know, because they're going to be looking for all that stuff. So those are just a couple things I wanted to share with you guys. <laughs> you get to look forward to that and it, it it's going to be challenging, you know? Absolutely. And that's where I, one thing I've always said is if every race would hold their own race accountable, because, you know, Eddie could say something to another black man that I couldn't say to a black man and I vice versa. You know, I could say anything to a white man, like you just, you feel more comfortable doing that. And so that's where, yeah, it, it definitely like like you said, you know, once her mom said something to her because she felt comfortable doing that, like it's a lot different thing coming from that than you guys. So. Yeah, yeah, so and Stephen, it, you're gonna have to keep your cool. <laughs> Don't lose your shit. But you know, in in a lot of it, especially for kids, what we realized in that in those moments is like the importance of like representation, right. the importance of understanding that we live in a society that there's conditioning and, and, and you, you see television and you, and it's for 20, 30 years and you don't see uh, certain people of color right. in certain roles, you're going to take that in as a young child. And so it wasn't of any malice, no. but you, I mean, those are the things that come out with kids is you, you start to see the, the biases that, um, that are unconscious. Right. And so those are things I think that you have to handle, uh, with care and with love. And, and so for, even for me as a black man, when I interact when I'm encountering things that I know, ah, that was a little racist. Mm -hmm. Uh, I usually encounter, I usually approach them with a lot of empathy because I do think that racism is a disease. I do think that hatred is, is poison of the heart. And I do think that in many cases, People just have a misconception or they were born or raised to believe those things. Right. And so 
it helps me with like getting called the N word and not responding in an erratic way. And so, or, you know, someone coming into our rental property and saying a rental house and saying that I didn't belong there because, you know, for whatever reason, right. it makes me stop and, and slow down and say, okay, this is what I'm up against. I'm up against generations and generations of learning uh, about discrimination or biases that people are just are not aware of all the time. And sometimes you, there are ov- overt racism. Right. And so those things are out there too. But I think that it sounds like from in ta- talking with you all, like there's going to be compassion and love and, and understanding. Well, we're really excited to continue to be a part of your journey and to watch you guys grow. And um, we'll be those TikTok people in the comments that are fighting <laughs> on your behalf and telling people to kick rocks. Do it. You, you know, the thing is, is like the videos are cool on TikTok, but let's be real. Like all the good stuff comes from the comments, right? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yes. It does. Sometimes it'll draw me in for hours and I'm like, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. And then sometimes I do. And I'm like down the rabbit hole reading all these comments. And one thing we like to do when we do get, you know, hate filled filled comments and stuff, we'll ask a question. The one question we ask is, would you say this to another family if the parents and the child were all the same color? Mm -hmm. You know, because half the answer is no, they wouldn't, you know, so it's, or if the child yeah. was their biological yeah, child, bi- or, would you yeah, say no, no, that yeah. too? Would you say that to them? Uh, and and yeah. we just leave it at that. And most of the time it's, you know, no one can say anything, you know, because it's no. So Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys just blow up, continue to blow up, get so freaking famous that people are like wanting Abriel's autograph, like through, you know, preschool <laughs> or something. <laughs> and just blow it up. But, I, you know, I think I think that the, it's good. It's amazing. And I, I enjoy watching it. I think that. Um, and, and I think that you guys are just entertaining and, and even without that dynamic of of the race thing, I think that those things are, are interesting. But I think that you guys are also putting out some really good, positive things to the world. So I think that's really great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So any final words like because you could address the haters here, you could tell them whatever you want. Any <laughs> final words to either the haters, the supporters? What would you guys like to say? So Steven knows that I'm about what I'm about to say, because, you know, like I said, my what in the world is, you know, what social media TikTok. and TikTok. What in the world TikTok? I will say this. Our account grew up or blew up really fast. You know, what, almost six months? We're almost at a million followers. Well, also with that, that quick following and all the hate we receive, TikTok goes through our content with a fine tooth comb. And I can't even tell you how many times this past week, TikTok has banned our live, <laughs> taken down our posts. They're not letting, they haven't let us post. We just gotten banned from posting yesterday and they just banned us again from posting today. Um, I don't know if it's all the, the hatefulness, you know, people mass reporting our account or what's going on. But, you know, our biggest thing is it seems to me like TikTok isn't on board with the controversial topics. Yeah. Um, people spreading so much hate is taken mm-hmm. away from the loving messages that we're trying to portray to the world. So, you know, we want to grow. We want to get the the messages out there. We want to continue to have fun and like joke around about all these things. But it's hard to do when TikTok keeps blocking all of our content. So, you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, my message is if you don't like something on social media, just keep scrolling. I mean, there's things that we don't like, but I'm not going to have it ruin my whole day because someone posted a video I don't agree with. Don't take your time to sit there. It's less time to scroll than it is to report our account or report our video and have it removed. 
So I don't know. I guess my message is if anyone out there sees our account and they genuinely like love our account, if they could just share our content, because while TikTok's banning us, we don't get to put our messages out there. Yeah. So and they'll, they'll pull the videos down. Like the one, uh, do you guys see the one recently? Which like the most viral sound right now. This, which congrats to these guys. They almost hit a million views. Or sorry, it was a hundred, almost a hundred, a hundred, sorry, a hundred million amazing. views, you know, and not much time. Um, And it's, it's uh where they, it's like a green screen. Uh, it's a green screen. Yeah. But where it's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. But there's, uh, I'd say about eight black people and like they're just leaning back and, and like dancing. Throwing, and dancing. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. So, so it's like the coolest trend now. Yes. And like, congrats. That's so awesome that they're, they did that. Um, but so we, ours was, I had Abe in front of me and we had uh, tongs, like grill, you know, grilling supplies, like tongs and like a, a fork and Abe's on, you know, the baby carrier. And I'm the white dad. And it says, you know, when you finally get invited to the cookout, because people right. would say, oh, you guys come great. to the cookout, you know, yeah. that's what we're joking about. And they, they, we got, you know, 200,000 views and in took it down. two hours <laughs> and they took it down because dangerous apps. Like, I don't know if they think that what? tongs are. Someone yeah. said the tongs may have looked like a knife, but it didn't. If you watch the whole video, and, and it says tongs, you wrote tongs. There, yes, and so, so it's frustrating. We don't know why they're doing it, but it's very frustrating. I think they're honestly just running the entire platform with bots. Like, I don't think it's yes. actually people yeah. who are, I think they're like, you know, the bots are taking in like, oh, this got reported 200 times or whatever. So we're just going to take it down and like flag it for content. But I don't think there's actually real people watching it saying like, oh, this family, we're taking their shit down. Right. But I will say, like, I recommend you guys do revisit the whole YouTube thing because you have a message that could be long form, you know, like sitting down. Maybe you do a weekly compilation of the videos that got taken down and then you talk just like you're talking right now in your kitchen. You guys look great. Just talk about the message you wanted to share. Like, what did you do as a family this week? People want to be a part of your family. They want to cheer right. you on. They'll subscribe yeah. to your channel. They want to watch the That's baby good, grow. Yeah. So I would just recommend as a content creator, like if TikTok's being shady, then I would continue to make them, save them to your phone and then do a compilation and put it over on YouTube. And then your stuff's done for the week. Yeah, true. We also need to do that with all our, all our mentions. Um, as far as like our stitches, we get thousands of, of all these. And some are really good. Some of them are like but we can like you said you know just a lot talk of, about them all of them make us laugh so, like then, funny we know a lot of you guys don't see all of them because they're from smaller accounts but uh it shows up on our mentions so i love that awesome. well thank you guys so much for sharing your story we covered a lot you know we talked about yeah. infertility we talked about um adoption we talked about race we talked about haters we talked about supporters and we're just really excited to continue to see you grow and we Hope that this unfolds into a great friendship because we'd love to support your family. Yes. Thank yes, you guys thanks, so thanks, much. I appreciate you guys. Thanks Absolutely. so much. And if you are on TikTok, um, we highly recommend go follow Happily Ever After with two R's. Um, go follow Stephen and Ashley's journey and baby Abe on uh, TikTok, Happily Ever After with two R's. And um, that's it. Push through. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.